Welcome to the Space Hour, a show to highlight the people in the aerospace industry behind the newest technologies used for exploration and national security. Here's your host, Eric White. Hello, and welcome to this month's edition of the Space Hour. I'm your host, Eric White. NASA may have been voted the best place to work for the last 11 years, but it may still have some work to do in diversifying its workforce. According to a recent report from the agency's inspector general, it's made little progress in increasing the representation of women and minorities in its civilian workforce or leadership ranks. To discuss some of the IG's findings and what NASA is doing to fix it, I spoke with Tecla Cologne, Director of Mission Support Audits in the IG's office. So the audit was what we call self-initiated. Meeting it was an audit that our office, as an OIG, had planned to conduct through our annual audit planning process. You know, given that diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility initiatives have really been a part of the agency's recruitment and retention efforts over the last decade, and because of its mission, you know, NASA relies heavily on a scientific and technical workforce to perform its critical space exploration and scientific research functions. You know, we know that this federal scientific and technical workforce has struggled with diversity in the past. And so we determined based on those factors that it was the right time for us to conduct this audit. The objective of the audit was to evaluate, you know, the agency's efforts to increase diversity in its workforce. You know, the work the audit team did included assessing efforts to advance diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, determining how the agency was updating policies and procedures to further diversity efforts, and then evaluating whether the agency was collecting sufficient and appropriate data to monitor its progress. All right. And so let's get into that work. What did that involve? I imagine a lot of interviews and probably a lot of data (laughs) that you had to oversee. But how big of an undertaking was this? So you are exactly right. This was a a big undertaking, as I think is true with with most audits kind of conducted at the agency level. But let me try to kind of set the stage here for you. So we we did look at, at three items when conducting this audit. The first was really focusing on the agency's demographic data. And the approach we took was to analyze 10 years worth of civil servant demographic data. So we looked at 2012 through 2021 across the agency level, at the individual center level, and then we dove a little bit deeper looking at the senior level demographic data. In addition to that, we also looked at veteran hiring data over that same 10 year period. So we interviewed and talked to multiple officials across the agency from the highest levels of leadership to recruiting and human resource managers at the individual centers and also folks from employee resource groups. And then lastly, we also looked at both federal and NASA criteria, policies, procedures, and the agency's diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility strategic plan to really gain an understanding of the agency's efforts. So it was more a programmatic view rather than going from center to center or worksite to worksite sort of deal. Correct. We, we, we looked at it in a couple different ways. So again, the data at the agency-wide level, kind of across the workforce, we dove a little bit deeper looking at individual centers, and then we dove a little bit even further deeper into looking at the senior level employees, which we kind of defined as the GS-14, 15, and senior executive service level Gotcha. Okay. And so let's get into the meat of this. What is some of the major highlights of the results that you all found? I I don't mean for you to have to go line by line or anything like that, but what was the overall sense um, that you all took away from this report? Sure. So the report does outline two major findings. 
The first is really related to the little progress the agency has made in increasing its representation. And then the second finding was focused on the lack of timely and reliable data. So let me get into the first a little bit here. You know, our audit found that NASA has made little progress in increasing representation of both women and minority groups in its civilian workforce and its leadership ranks. So we found this to be true at both the agency level, where demographics have re remained consistent with only minor increases, sometimes by just one to two percent for certain groups. We also found this to be true at the center level, where only two centers have increased black or African-American representation. Other centers have small increases in Hispanic and Asian-American and female representation. So demographics for minority groups at the senior level also remain consistently low when compared to their white employee counterparts. And when considering gender, representation had remained consistently male. So lastly, in terms of veterans, you know, we found the proportion of veterans hired at NASA workforce has declined dramatically from 28% in 2015 to just 13% in 2021. So in our first finding, we also attribute this lack of progress uh, in increasing representation to multiple factors. Really, first and foremost, the agency's siloed approach. So responsible offices have been focused on meeting federal workforce requirements instead of taking a more proactive approach to gathering the necessary data and identifying barriers to employment and promotion. And prior to 2021, NASA really wasn't holding its leaders or supervisors accountable for advancing DEIA efforts. And the agency experienced some gaps in its professional development and training opportunities, including programs designed to prepare employees for more senior roles. And then lastly, we found that the agency really didn't have reliable applicant data to help inform its decision making. You know, because the hiring process was primarily carried out at each NASA center, there was really no standardization on how this hiring and demographic data was collected or analyzed. So that's really kind of the, the meat of it for our first finding. Yeah, it was interesting reading the reports. NASA has there are so many stories about barriers being broken because of NASA's work. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of the desegregation efforts in Huntsville, Alabama and things like that. But on the surface, you know, it all looked good. But it, it, from what you're saying, that the data didn't really back up that there is much of an effort or hasn't been much of an effort until recently in DEIA fields. So I think. Over the past decade, the agency has taken efforts, but I think more recently it's it's been a more focused approach and they're really committed to their efforts. Um, you know, they they've agreed to the recommendations that we made in our report and are looking um, to the to make planned actions kind of into the future. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue in my next question, which is once you re relayed this information to them, are, are, are there any sort of improvements that are coming down the pipeline or are, is uh, things moving in the direction that leadership wants to have it move when it comes to diversifying their workforce? So, yeah, no, great question. And I think the agency, like I said, is is really committed to this effort and has made improvements. Um, our report identified seven recommendations. And those recommendations were really focused on improving things like training for supervisors and hiring managers, establishing an agency-wide mentoring program, you know, for the agency to really start conducting barrier analysis to identify those obstacles that prevent women and minority groups from reaching those senior leadership roles, and really taking a more data-driven approach to decision-making. And again, the agency has agreed with our recommendation and has planned actions um, that they're working to implement. 
Did they mention anything in interviews that you had with senior officials about NASA's work is so unique, the trough is already small enough with the people that they can recruit to come work for their agency. Did they mention anything about how difficult it is in the STEM field to diversify, you know, companies and multiple agencies are having trouble in that field in, in making sure that they have a diverse workforce? Did they, was there any mention of that in your uh, interviews with senior officials? So that did come up, Eric. You know, historically, we know that the federal and scientific workforce has really struggled with diversity, understanding that NASA really relies on that workforce to perform its functions. We did get into that a little bit. But again, the agency has has really made a commitment to moving the needle, as we say, and, and increasing diversity. And so they have a lot of actions in place that they're working towards. In addition to that, as kind of a, a, a follow on to this audit, we are um, doing a, an additional audit now um, looking at NASA's STEM engagement efforts. So we're going to dive a little bit further into, into STEM and, and the STEM workforce there. Understood. We'll have to certainly have to check back with you on that one. And looking at, uh, you know, diversity as a whole, as an issue within the scientific community and work and, you know, having workers from multiple backgrounds can help get different ideas in there. That's well known. But what was the sense that you got in speaking with senior leaders about um, how important they value DEIA for ensuring NASA is successful in their missions? So here's here's kind of our takeaway, and I think we lay this out in our report, that even NASA, you know, the agency that has been named the best place to work in the federal government for over 11 years and counting, you know, really continues to struggle with increasing the representation of women and minorities in its workforce. You know, we know that the agency's success relies on attracting and retaining that highly skilled and diver, diver, diverse workforce. It's important for NASA and the entire federal workforce to reflect the best of us as well as all of us. So the findings and recommendations that we made in our report are there to help NASA turn its longstanding commitment to diversity really into meaningful progress. And we understand that the agency is very committed to its efforts. And what are their long term? What is its long term goal? I imagine that they're not going to be just, you know, looking at percentages every year, trying to make sure that they have equal parts from everywhere. Or maybe they are. But what is it that they are trying to achieve? Is it just a numbers game to them or are they just trying to ensure that that it's more of a sense that employees feel that they have representation there, both in their counterpart work fields and in senior leadership? So I, I think it's the latter. I think it's more of the sense that that agency that the agency employees do feel that um, they're included and that there is a diverse workforce kind of across across the agency. You know, the agency has taken steps in its initiative to really focus on this area and and to make improvements. You know, the the report kind of outlines the updates the agency has made in its DEIA strategic plan. You know, they developed a governance structure which elevated responsibility uh, for DEIA efforts to the highest levels of, of leadership. They've made updates to their strategic plan, really focusing on the data and having availability of the data and increasing the transparency of the data to their hiring managers and to their supervisors. And then I think the last important thing to point out that the agency is doing, and maybe this may be one of the more important things, is really starting to conduct those in-depth barrier analysis reviews that look at workforce demographic data at all stages of the hiring process, you know, from recruitment to selection to promotion to retention, to really identify those barriers to equal employment opportunity, you know, to, to move that needle, so to speak. That's Tecla Cologne, Director of Mission Support Audits for NASA's Office of Inspector General. 
You can find this interview along with a link to the report at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search the Space Hour. Coming up next, since we're relying on space assets so much, should they be classified as critical infrastructure? This is the Space Hour on Federal News Network. I'm Eric Wendt. 